0: Welcome to Ann Orley's Weekly Weather. Uh, It is the weekly weather for October 30th to November 6th. The eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. Without further ado, we'll jump into the week ahead, which is pretty powerful and full of lots of departures and lots of changes. So the good news is we're going to have this exciting, fun week. The bad news is we're going to have this exciting, fun week. Uh, the thing to remember, of course, with eclipses is they often have. Let me turn on my little pointer here. They often have a uh, faded quality because the sun and the moon are on the node of fate, and they say, "Ah, now we have the eclipse on Tuesday at two degrees of uh, two degrees of Scorpio, which is good, but the nodes are at thirteen. So what's going to happen is." Mercury, Venus, and the Sun are all going to drop into the South Node this week. And what that means, when a planet goes into a node, things leave. Not always, but into the South Node, goodbye, done, goodbye, done, goodbye, done. So you're going to look at where the Sun is in your chart and what house the Sun rules, what part of the chart rules, 7th house, 6th house, whatever. And there's going to be a departure in that area of your life. And then you're going to look where Mercury rules. Now, remember, he's in charge of two houses. He's in charge of the Gemini house and the Virgo house, which could be four houses total because he rules two, right? So that's going to be where the departure happens for the Mercury energy. And then Venus, of course, rules the Taurus house and the Libra house. And Venus and Scorpio drops into the nodes, too and releases and says goodbye that's finished we know that the south nodes are all about endings and departures and letting go it's the dragon's tail so think about what tails do you know imagine the dragon cut in half there's a head of the dragon and there's the tail of the dragon so the tail of the dragon says ah that's finished we're done with that and we poop it out it's literally the south nodes in scorpio it's literally a sign of poop um And then it releases. It's done. And we also are wrapping up the story from the spring. Uh, April 30th was the eclipses then, and May 15th. So those stories come forward into this energy. Uh, And we're going to be working with that as part of the energy of the week, too, as we go towards the full moon. Now, remember, when a planet takes place, when the new moon is first, which is what was happened, the new moon brings things to light, and you see something you hadn't seen before. And then we go towards the full moon, which is the energy of AHA, and that's going to be next week on Election Day. Of course, it's Election Day with an eclipse on it and Mars retrograde and Uranus on the North Node. It's going to be an interesting Election Day. Uh, But we also are seeing lots and lots of changes all over our lives, all over our world, all over, all over. And we're also, it's in Scorpio. Remember Saturn and Uranus have been squaring each other. Saturn just went direct. And he said, I'm leaving. I hope you change Uranus because I'm out of here. They didn't quite meet up, but they've been dancing with each other. That dance is finished now. Saturn's moving forward. Uranus still has to go direct. So he doesn't do that till January. But we're going to feel the energy of shift. The other thing is Mars is out of bounds. We love Mars, but when he's out of bounds, he's a little wild. He's in Gemini, right? He's in Gemini, so he's a little out of bounds in Gemini. So we had Elon Musk by Twitter, and then suddenly there's all this hate stuff on the on the internet, and then of course Nancy Pelosi's husband got attacked with a hammer, and Elon Musk tweeted like a fake news site, and then he deleted it. It's like, Really? Like, you bought the thing a day ago and now you're tweeting? So it's understanding that we are really in interesting times, and a lot of people are feeling really exhausted. I'm not going to say this week is going to be easy, because it's not. Because we have a couple of of hammers of Thor, you know what those are like, forming. And we also have Mars stationing going retrograde, going back towards the hammer. Uh, going back towards the Neptune that he's been squaring, which he's going to square three more times. But as the, the the hammer swings this week, we know that hammer of Thor, he knocked the tops off the mountains, and boom. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one, but that's why astrology is helpful, because you're going to look at it, and you're going to go, okay, now the best way to use an aspect where a bunch of stuff wants to poop out is change the litter box. I have cats, then this year, when I was raising those kittens, and I had Mama Cat, five little kittens, and Remo, well, a lot of cat poop. I had to scoop the poop every day. So this week, you want to kind of focus on scooping the poop every day. Do practical releasing work with the energy. You want to throw away stuff. You want to clean your closets. You want to look at your Scorpio house, see where it's active. In my case, it's in the eighth house. So I'm doing taxes uh, for an organization I'm the treasurer for. I'm doing, you know, reorganizing finances for myself. I'm fiddling around with, you know, looking at how I'm allocating my resources because we're going to have an economic changes next year. It's big. And so I know that's where I need to go. Eighth house places for me. Um, And so all of us, look where your Scorpio house is. That's where it wants to go to the bathroom. That's where the chart's pooping. And you're pooping (laughs) the Leo house, the Libra house, the Taurus house, the Mercury house, the Gemini house, and the Virgo house, which is five houses out of your 12. And if they share rulership, That's a lot of houses. So watch where the energy is. It's release, release, release. And we're gonna show you the chart so you can find it in your chart. You can map it out. And that's a good way to learn astrology, lay the transits against your chart, learn astrology, and go forward from there. But with Mars out of bounds, in Gemini, sign of two, retrograde, you might poop twice. I know. You didn't you didn't plan on a poop conversation when you sh- you tuned in today, did you? Hey, it's Scorpio. What can I say? Sometimes it's literal. All right, we can go through it or we can grow through it. As my friend and client Sarah said, grow through it. All right, so first up is the Mars retrograde, which happened today on Sunday. And of course, Mars is here. You can see the little S stopped. You can see a mystic rectangle there. See the blue in there? You can see that Mars rules the Ascendant in Scorpio. This is the chart cast for DC. Mars stopping and going backwards now until January 12th, where he goes back to 8, but he's out of bounds. Notice he's in Gemini, which means he rules that Mercury in Scorpio. He answers to the Mercury and Scorpio. Mercury and Scorpio answers to Mars. The two of them are mutual reception. This is not an aspect that's hard to work with. You can really work with this very helpfully. So remember, release, release, release. Release, release, release. Mercury rules two. Sun rules one. Uh, Venus rules two. Right. So releasing, releasing. Five releases at least. Maybe ten. Five to ten. You ready? All right. So the Mars retrograde, because he's out of bounds, it also makes it bigger. Now what out of bounds means is when a planet goes above or below uh, the the path of the sun, the ecliptic. Um, And when it does that, it can feel like a home run. Out of bounds, goes over the fence, everybody cheers and yells, great, great, great. Or out of bounds the hard way, into the stands. Ooh, I hit them, blood and guts. That's why we yell four when we play golf. Watch out, out of bounds ball. So Mars out of bounds, of course, in Gemini does indicate indicate siblings, doubles, having to do everything twice, part one, part two. Just double check everything because Mars is retrograde in Gemini asking you to double check. And like weird things can happen. You know, it's okay. That's part of the energy of the retrograde. If you have Mars retrograde in your chart natally or you have Mars retrograde by progression, It won't be as exciting for you. It'll actually probably be fun. But this is an opportunity for bringing back that Mars energy. Remember, Mars entered Gemini on August 20th. He entered his shadow, which means everything from September 3rd to October 30th is up for revision. So you thought it looked good, but now we're going to revise it till January 12th. And then January 12th, Mars stations to go direct. And he leaves the, leaves the retrograde shadow March 15th, and he leaves Gemini on March 25th. So this is a long retrograde, and when Mars goes retrograde, it really screws up the Aries and the Scorpios. So if you have Aries relatives, or Scorpio relatives, or you have Aries or Scorpio planets in your chart, they're all going to go, I thought I wanted to do this, but now I'm going to change my mind. And they might not even talk about it because Mars is Gemini and he's answering to Mercury and Scorpio a quiet, silent Mercury so with that in mind, we go, okay now, now I have Mars screwing up my Aries and my Scorpio houses, let me just get this straight in uh, Aries is screwed up, Taurus is screwed up Gemini is screwed up, Cancer's okay Leo is screwed up Virgo is screwed up, Libra is screwed up Scorpio is screwed up Jupiter, he's okay. Saturn, he's okay. Uranus, kind of, sort of, screwed up because he answers to Venus. We'll put him in the okay pile just because so many on the other side. Neptune. Seven of the 12 houses in your chart are going to be acting up. Maybe more. It's a lot. It's a lot. And you're going to really feel it, so it's about... Take a deep breath. This too shall pass. Go through it, grow through it. Maybe you don't wanna grow through, it. you go, I don't wanna grow through that. It's totally fine, but you are gonna go through it. And the best way through it is through it. You just kinda of go, okay, I'm going through it, I got it. And if we do it that way, not that it's easier, but it's less, um, what's the right word for it? It's less painful. Because it's recognizing that the things that are leaving have to go. You know, you know how like when the leaves freeze, when there's a freeze and the leaves fall off the trees, right? And that's why it happens. That's the leaves freeze and the tre- they fall off and it's, they're really pretty. And then one day they're all gone. That's the Scorpio. But kind of a little bit because this is working with earlier planets, springtime planets. Think of a he- field of daffodils. And then there's a snowstorm, and the daffodils are covered in the snow. But they're like, oh, it's kind of cold, kind of cold. And the snow melts. Daffodils shake it off, and they're there, but they're a little daunted. And and that's an energy to think of too, as part of this. It's not, not easy, not easy. But it's eclipses. The point of eclipses for you to see it and understand it. Now, the other part with eclipses is is there's an energy desire to take action. And I will say to you, you know, you have this urgency to do it now because you have to. If you can, and you may not be able to, but if you can, better to kind of give it a little emotional clarity and think about what it is you really want to do, because that's the energy and that's the space where if we can focus on that, it just makes it a little easier. So try. I mean, I'm not going to say don't take action because I know with eclipses it's really hard not to. And I know in my case, you know, my practice has been like a little busy because people are like the eclipse. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know the eclipse is coming. The eclipse is here, actually. So hang in there. You'll be okay. We're almost through it. Got another week to the election, and then two e- two weeks of release, right? So first up, the sun in the hammer of Thor. So we have this Mars-Neptune aspect that Mars is stopped. Now the hammers now, what happens is I showed the first date of it. The hammer runs through a few days. So it's all week long. there's all these hammers up there, which, of course, knocks things out. And literally we had a hammer in the news. Can't make the stuff up. Um, so Sun and Scorpio forms a hammer with the Neptune and the Mars. Mars is squaring Neptune. These two guys are talking to you about what actions you want to take to make your dreams come true back to April 12th when you had an energy of a new beginning, a new fountain, a new idea. And Mars is going backwards and encouraging you to really work with this energy and see it. The business end of the hammer is Mars squaring Neptune. Again, with Neptune squaring Mars, there can be some delusion or some um, deception So again, double-check everything, pay attention, listen, but also Mars Square, Neptune, Gemini, you can hear things from people that tell you things. And when that happens, you want to kind of question, well, why are you telling me this? If you don't actually ask them, think it. Why are they telling me that? What's that going to accomplish? That's the Neptune Mars Square. Uh, We then have Ceres hitting the nodes of fate. So Ceres is here, right? So Ceres is um, our mother planet here at 13. She's in Virgo, she's trining the North Node, she's sextiling the South Node, in the house of legal matters. Of course, this is the abortion debate. When we saw this very active in the spring on the Pluto, uh, the second Pluto transit of, the second Pluto return of the United States chart, Ceres was up. In, Ceres was up in the legal house. And we have Jupiter rising. So this is the abortion story. I don't know what it's going to be, but we know when we get to Monday, Halloween, it's going to be active because that series is super high and she's trining these nodes. Um, and she's also the, how we take care of the children, how we work with people, what that looks like. You can see there's a mystic rectangle in the chart. Right? Mystic rectangles are fated events. Ceres is talking to the nodes, talking to the nodes in Uranus, and then talking over here to the Neptune. Right? So there's a lot of energy, or actually to the Juno-Neptune partnership. Juno is on a world point. Uh, we also have Jupiter here on a world point in Pisces. We also have this energy down here in the third house, which is the um, the ideas and the concepts and where we're going, and we also see the part of fortune here. The part of fortune here on that on that Juno, how we're partnering. So we know that this is going to be some kind of abortion story coming in and we also know some story about mothers and children and how they work. Again, paying attention and also we see here with the Mars over here with that hammer of Thor with the Sun and Venus and Mercury going in and swinging the hammer. Now the other thing to remember when we see a planetary picture like this is who's the Sun? You want to look for who the Sun is because there will be someone who takes the role of the Sun and there will be someone who takes the role of the Mars and someone who takes the role of the Neptune. Again, this is a story that's been evolving in your chart for a while, because that Mars-Neptune square gonna have three passes. We've already had one pass, we got two more to go. Well, you don't always have the sun swinging the hammer with it, right? So watch for people, these member planets come to us as people. So you're gonna meet a person who is the sun. Then we have Venus swinging the hammer. And so she swings the hammer too. You can see here she is in Scorpio swinging this hammer, right? And we're going to watch for Venus, who's Venus in Scorpio. Think of the characteristics of Venus. Think of the characteristics of Scorpio. Passion, sex, intensity, swinging the hammer. We also have Venus going into the south node. This is the first of the three of them diving into the node. So Venus goes into the node on Wednesday. You can see she goes into the node here. This is in the fifth house in Washington, so this is an, an inter, inter, information about a loss, an energy of a loss of a Venus, and I'm you know, going to for, watch for your characters, watch your news, who's in the news, leaving, exiting on, with Venus, it's that south node, something's going, and we'll watch for it, of course, it's in an interesting house, it's the fifth house, It's also in the eighth house of the leader, right? So it can be someone in a leadership position leaving. So we'll see, you know, who that is, what that story looks like, because there's a departure. It's also financial. Next up is the Mercury swinging the hammer of Thor, and that happens on Thursday. So here's the news swinging the hammer. Now remember, I'm showing you the initiating of the hammer and it will go a couple days. So these hammers, because Mercury, you can see right here, he's in a sesquiquadrate to Mars and Neptune, but you can see they're separated by three degrees, which means about three days. When we looked at the Venus hammer, same thing, when we looked at the Sun hammer. So they start to swing, and then they go for three days and they whack it. So it's not, a, it's not like a one-day swing, it's like a few-day swing. So we've got Mercury, Sun, Venus, swing the hammer. It's going to be a fun week. Next, we have Neptune trying Pallas Athena. Now this is this is back to the old days, back to back to August, not August, April twelfth, when Venus said to when Venus and when Jupiter and Neptune met up, and they said we have this great idea what we want to do for the next thirteen years, and everyone went well that sounds really cool, and now as the strategy energy of Pallas Athena links up here and trines that Neptune, there's an energy here of moving everything forward. Of course, Pallas Athena is female. Pallas Athena, you know, in, in, the, in the pantheon of goddesses, she's a female goddess, she ruled Athens, she was a strategic warrior, and she's in Cancer, the sign of the family and tribe. She's answering to this nice little sentimental moon in Pisces, and she also has this trine, you know, Ceres trining that Neptune is very important. And so this is a trine. It happens once every four years. Uh, but it's big. And it's happening to uh, the retrograde Neptune. So the series moves around and takes four years to go around the chart. So this is an opening uh, trine. And we look back at when she was in Pisces to see the initiation. But trines are harvesting energies. And they point things forward and they help us see things in a forward motion way. Next up we have the sun diving into the south node. And that happens on Saturday. So as the sun goes into the south node, again, a releasing, in this case, of its sun, a sun figure. So we're going to watch what it, who, who goes, who leaves, what changes. And, of course, eclipses are often very prominent times for people leaving. So we had Leslie Jordan leave. We had... Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the rock and roll guy, Jerry Lee Lewis. Thank you. Took a minute there. So we're going to watch for passionate, intense departures of Scorpio folk, and they're going to be Scorpio. They're going to feel people. We're going to feel passionate about them. We're going to feel intense about them. We're going to really care for them because they're going to be. They're going to have been helping us transform as part of their journey on Earth. And when they leave, we're going to go. Wow, I was really transformed by that person. So now the sun goes into the south node. Again, release, release. Next, Venus is opposite Uranus. Now this one's been going on for a while, and next week we're going to have the sun and Mercury opposite Uranus. But this week Venus is, and Venus is opposite Uranus. So this is a breakup energy of a sort. Venus is very passionate in Scorpio, and she's opposite Uranus. So they're having this this power struggle, or they're having this conversation, or they're having this dialogue. Not a great aspect for relationships, not a great aspect for relationship issues around money. That's going to happen on Saturday. Uh, And so that opposition is intense and passionate also, where we're going to really be working with it and trying to figure it out. And next week we'll have the sun opposite Uranus, and then we'll have Mercury opposite Uranus. You get an idea? Hammer, hammer, hammer. Node, node, node. Opposition, opposition, opposition. You think it's going to change some stuff? Yes! (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Then Mercury goes into the South Node next Sunday. Here we go. Mercury goes into that South Node, and he's hanging out on there. And so, again, an energy of change and and transformation and moving forward. Now, remember, two more days from there is Election Day on Tuesday. Now, there is early voting. In New York, I can vote as of today, I believe. Um, I think it was Sunday, yeah. I can vote till next Sunday early, and they close the polls on Monday. And then Tuesday, I can vote regularly. So this is an intense energy of Mercury into the South Node, you know, what's going on in terms of voters and connection and how those voting, how that voting, that early voting is happening. Again, Mercury on the South Node is news. Mercury on the South Node is kids and children, younger people, younger people. All right. Um, As I said, I was going to put politics at the end, not being interested in politics. I'm not interested. And I might as well say they're not interested in their standard of living, their health, their job, their rights, their freedoms, their future, or any future. If we mean to keep control over our world and lives, we must be interested in politics. And I will say, you know, you want to pay attention to who is um, who's encouraging you to be afraid. Who is encouraging you to um, be afraid, be very afraid. Who's threatening you with guns or hammers? Or saying that that's appropriate behavior for politics. Who's taking guns and shooting pictures of Nancy Pelosi? Shooting sh- shotguns. There's a guy with a shotgun blowing up a thing as he shows a picture of Nancy Pelosi. Kevin McCarthy threatened Nancy Pelosi, wanted to hammer her. It's like we have a choice here in how we proceed. Who has the 400 million guns in the United States? Vote for your heart. Vote for for peace, vote for dialogue, and the people that are stirring the rhetoric up and saying hate, 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 fear, 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 you want to kind of think about why they're saying that to you. Because they might not have your best interest at heart. That's my politics for the week. You get another dose next week because it's two days before election. All right. So let's talk about the rest of the week. The sun this week is running from uh... seven scorpio to fourteen as i mentioned the nodes and the hammer he also has a trine to juno which is a nice partnership energy that's going to happen on the thirty first we also have a nice energy with um... him he finishes up the hammer you know as i mentioned he starts it on november second uh... he starts it on october thirty first he finishes up part one on november second and then he has another part of the hammer Uh, on the 6th, when he he quadrates Jupiter. So there's there's actually three hammers with the sun this week, um, kind of carrying the energy. Not a lot of other aspects, aside from hitting that south node of releasing on the 5th. Mercury uh, is moving from 2 Scorpio to 13 Scorpio, so he's moving pretty fast. And again, when I give you these degrees, look at your chart and see where that is in your chart. And everything between 2 and 13 in your chart tri- is going to have an aspect from Mercury. Um, he too has a trine to Juno in partnering, excuse me, and that will be on October, November 3rd at, in the afternoon. And he has his quick little hammer that starts on November 3rd and ends on November 4th. So he's a quick hammer because Mercury moves quickly. And as I mentioned before, he hits that south node on November 6th. Venus this week. Runs from 9 Scorpio to 18 Scorpio, and she hits the hammer on the 31st, and she closes the hammer up on the 3rd. So she's kind of riding with that, and then she has an opposition, because she's leader of the pack. See how she's a little bit ahead of everybody else? So she has an opposition this week to Uranus that next week the Sun and Mercury will have. Um, We also see Venus in a hard aspect at the end of the week to Saturn and Uranus. So she's paralleling Saturn. Now, what that means is the two of them are at the same degree of declination. So even though they don't actually have an aspect, actually, I guess they do. They have a Venus square Saturn here. Did I miss that one? No, it's not perfected yet. I guess it gets perfected next Sunday. Yeah, it gets perfected on Monday. But they're parallel. So a parallel feels is like they're joined even though they're arguing. And then Venus is contra Uranus, over here, which is kind of an extra opposition. So this is Venus moving into the argument that Saturn and Uranus have been having about changing your habits. And as she moves in, which is more next week, but we're gonna feel her at the weekend, and then the Sun's gonna come in and Mercury's gonna come in to square Saturn and oppose Uranus, they're gonna say, have you changed your habits? We've been talking about you changing your habits. Have you changed them yet? No, okay, well, you're going to need to. Mars, we mentioned, going retrograde. That's today, the 30th, um, and he's out of bounds, and he's retrograde till January. It's done. He's moving retrograde. You're not moving forward with Mars anymore. The Gemini house is busy backwards and forwards and backwards. Clean it out. My, my case, I'm packing. I got boxes in the bedroom. I'm putting stuff in them, moving it to Florida. am not moving the whole house, but I'm moving stuff. Because last year I just lived in the apartment and kind of thought, you know, I could really use, you know what I could really use this, this year, this week I'm packing it. Uh, Mars basically is hanging out at 25 because he stopped. Um, Jupiter this week doesn't really do much of anything. He's at 29 Pisces, still on a world point, but in a sensitive place, in a sensitive place that's the you know it's kind of emotional and feeling and that's why you're feeling extra emotional because Jupiter is sitting here at 29 Pisces just bringing up all these old emotions all these old feelings all this deep intensity music helps play the music of your childhood get that song up that makes you cry get that song up that makes you laugh Jupiter and Neptune both in Pisces really encouraging Go watch the Celine Dion video with James Corden, where they're singing the Titanic song and the fountains are shooting. Uh, it's the last, ten, you know, it's a 15-minute carpool karaoke, and at minute 11 is when the, when they start singing in the Bellagio fountain. And just kind of imagine the fountains in your life, squirting up, throwing all this stuff out, releasing, releasing, and maybe not so much releasing wet wet and watery lots of tears this week you now just know you're gonna cry check on the people that have problems because they are going to feel a little overwhelmed uh we did neptune trining athena coming up with a new strategy already she's basically you know the plant the outer planets aren't moving that fast because they're all slowing down and that's it for the aspects let's look at the moons whoops a little noise down there all right so here we are in October. We have the new moon eclipse. We are on the Sun today. The Moon is in Capricorn. It's stationed. Red Mars stationed retrograde this morning at 9:30, um, and it's retrograde. Goes, moon goes void in Capricorn at 11:14 a.m. on the 13th, and it goes void with a sextile to Jupiter. So that's a helpful aspect. Normally we have the Moon in Capricorn on Pluto, but he goes a little. Neptune's a little further behind. So the moon in Capricorn sextiles Jupiter is a nice aspect. And then uh, at 11.43 a.m. on Monday, East Coast time, Halloween, he goes into Aquarius. Moon goes into Aquarius. Moon is in Aquarius Monday, Tuesday, goes void Wednesday at 7.08 a.m. And he goes void with a trine to Mars. So think of it, moon moon in Aquarius, trining Mars in air, fast, quick, speedy. And then we have um, Moon void for the day, going into Pisces at 2.46 p.m., so he's void in the morning. Wednesday, he's in Pisces Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, going void at 6.05 p.m., Friday the 4th, going void with a conjunction, Pisces Moon joins Jupiter in Pisces. Moon's void for an hour, goes into Aries on Friday, the 4th at 7.07. He's in Aries on Friday, he's in Aries on Saturday, he's in Aries on Sunday, which is daylight savings time, and he goes void at 5.30 p.m. with a square to Pluto. So that Aries moon is tough because it's moon in Aries square Pluto opening square, but the rest of the week the moons are flowing. that doesn't mean the days aren't going to be difficult but the moons are going to be like alright, I'm flowing it out it's releasing, okay, I'm flowing it out Uh, the difficult days the intense days, very much Tuesday, uh, All Saints Day um, and a little bit on uh, Friday, not too bad on Friday so those are the, but the energy of the planets are intense Um, and then um, I think Monday's intense too yeah, Monday the 31st is intense. So not too many intense days, ID days, but, and the moons are flowing, but the planets are intense. <laughs> I mean, when I do intense days, I'm often looking at the moon's... Oops, sorry. The moon's ask, apologizing to a pitcher um, that's on the floor that's going to dump water, but not because it's empty. Um, so, you know, kind of an energy of intensity and passion that's really, really part of this whole energy. So, eclipses are here. Uh, This is always one of those times when you kind of take the cowardly lion's approach, and he goes, I do believe in eclipses. I do, I do, I do. Remember that scene where he was running (laughs) from the Wizard of Oz, and he jumps through the window right at the commercial break? I do believe in it. I do, I do, I do. Hopefully, you'll have a good week. And if not, remember it's transits. They pass. They leave. They go away. You're going to feel better when it's over. You will feel better. I promise. But it's hard. All right. Remember, Christ was a socialist. My friend Renee wrote me. I'm going to send this to my cousins. (laughs) You know, rather than a God of vengeance, a God of compassion. A lot lot nicer God to have. Uh, Get involved. Push back. Speak up. Volunteer. Donate. And most importantly, vote. Vote, 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 like your life depends on it, because it does. Uh, Register to vote at headcount.org. You can also look at your polling places and see where they are and um, get your friends to vote. Drag them. Tell them it's really important, because um, that's how we determine what happens. And if you want to vote for peace and nice and things that work, and rather than having guns and weapons and shooting and people getting their house broken into in the middle of the night with a hammer or people getting punched in the face here in New York, a lot of that punching-in-the-face stuff lately, we have, to, we have to shift the rhetoric. We have to go back to what is our vision of what we want to be as a country. And I don't think it's this angry, mean stuff that we're seeing. At least that's not where I want to live. So you want to vote for the people that are going to not do that and who don't support it, and that's the most important thing. Uh, remember, we're having the cruise, getting ready. People are signing up. We're going to have dinner together at 5:30. We're going to have astrology when we're at sea. It's me, it's Patricia Bell, it's Sam Reynolds, who's a wonderful astrologer, and Cassandra Joan Butler, who's also one, and Patricia Bell, who's a wonderful astrologer. We're also going to have Reiki and crystal healing classes and. It'll be fun. And we're gonna eat together and sing together and dance together and see things together. So sign up on my website. full of stars, new month, sign up. This can be helpful if you get these little pockets in your pocket. Uh, I, offer, I give you a daily list of the aspects and then I give you an audio of what's going on. Kind of a breakdown of each day in more depth than you get on this, because this is a summary. And um, you know, it gives you a way to navigate the world. Also, uh, Pluto return for the United States. We're in process, we're having it. Uh, And so this can give you some insight on how to work with it. And also the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that I keep referencing, the dream, the new dream, the new dream that's coming in. So hopefully that gives you a great way to work with the energy of the universe. And remember, you are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, it might not be real clear this week, the universe is unfolding as it should. So I wish you a good week. Hang in there. We're almost through it. Well we're not almost through the Pluto return, but we're almost through the we're almost through the um the eclipse season. I do believe in eclipses. I do, I do, I do. Have a good one. Bye. This conference is no longer being recorded.